0: Hello, friends, and welcome to. Oh, wow. Uh, And welcome to episode 800 of the Juice Box Podcast. If I was the kind of person who celebrated meaningless milestones, I would definitely celebrate this. So, Megan was coming on to talk about Control IQ. She said she thought she was terrific at it, that's why she booked to come on the show. Then she heard the episode called Control IQ Ninja, she rethought it, but she's still here. Turns out she had a lot more to talk about, so this episode's sort of broken, I mean, a little bit in half. There's a lot of her story up front, a lot of Control IQ on the back end, but don't miss Megan's story. It's um, really interesting, and I think you're going to like it. While you're listening, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. I say that 200 more times. There'll be a thousand episodes. Here's something I didn't think I'd be saying for this long, but I'm back to tell you that if you're a U.S. resident who has type 1 or is the caregiver of someone with type 1, I need you to go to T1DExchange.org forward slash juice box and fill out the survey. That's it. You join the registry, fill out the survey. It takes like 10 minutes. You just have to complete the survey and you're done. You know the whole thing. You're going to help people living with type one diabetes. You're going to, well, there's the music. You're going to, um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, you're going to move diabetes research forward. You might help yourself. There's a lot that could happen. It's all good. Nothing bad. This, uh, this whole thing is 100% HIPAA compliant, absolutely anonymous. I mean, I've done it. A lot of people who listen to the podcast have done it, but just not enough. They need more people. And as soon as you guys go and do it and they get to their limit, I can stop saying this. T1dexchange.org forward slash Juicebox. And I know you think, Scott, I know you don't want to stop this. You're getting paid to say this, but it's not the truth, really. I don't get paid to say it. I get paid when you complete the survey. So honestly... I do want to stop saying this, because there's a limit, and I just want to get to it. And I don't know what I would say in this space if you guys would just go fill out the survey. I mean, we'd find out if you just go do it, but no. No, you don't have time for this. Oh, whatever. Uh, sorry, that got away from me. This episode of the Juicebox Podcast is sponsored by Dexcom, makers of the Dexcom G6. Find out if you're eligible for a free 10-day trial of the Dexcom G6 at my link, dexcom.com. Find out the speed, direction, and number of your blood sugar right on your phone or on your Dexcom receiver. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. The podcast is also sponsored by US Med. Get your diabetes supplies the same place we do at US Med. To get started, all you need to do is get a free benefits check by calling 888-721-1514 or... Going to usmed.com forward slash juicebox. Getting your diabetes supplies does not have to be a hassle. Try US Med. If you have trouble remembering my links, you can always go to juiceboxpodcast.com. Scroll down a little bit, they're all right there. Just tap, tap. When you click on my links, you're supporting the podcast and keeping it free. So I appreciate it when you take that extra step.
1: My name is Megan. Uh, I'm married, and I have three kids. My oldest is my type one. He's 12, so he was diagnosed four ish years ago. I'm really bad at math. He was diagnosed at nine, Um, but it's he's got a summer birthday.
0: So um, (laughs) let's spend 45 minutes. No, I'm just kidding. So three or four years. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's
1: been. We're we're coming up on our our pump is going to be replaced
0: soon. There you go. That's a nice (laughs) way to keep track of it.
1: <laughs> yeah um, and then I have two others, um an eleven year old boy and a nine year old girl.
0: No diabetes there.
1: No, I am currently being in the process of being diagnosed with thyroid stuff. Um, they're thinking Hashimoto's. I've got the the marker the whatever test they did was really high um, for they, one of the antibodies or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah,
0: okay. do you have do you, can you did they feel it? like the oh my
1: gosh you can see it
0: oh really <laughs> oh
1: and i can feel it. it's right on my um vote like you know what the little indent is in your neck
0: let's say i do wait okay no wait what you the have hell like that little in like the, in the front indent
1: in the front yeah it's I'm it's a boy. there
0: is my thing different than yours
1: i don't know like on the like you have that little indent. like i don't know it's like an indent on your neck. Um, if, you, if I lean up, there's like this big bulge right there instead oh, of know, an indent.
0: I know where you mean. I found it. Yeah. 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 Um,
1: yeah. And well, then I have all the classic symptoms, but I have other issues. So I was attributing them to other illness issues that I have. And it was like, oh, no. Do
0: you, do you mind picking through this for a minute before we talk about yeah, why you're here? Okay. That's fine. What other issues?
1: Um, I am freezing all the time, mm. which I... I didn't think anything of until we had like an 80 degree, one of those random 80 degree days um, in the Midwest in the winter. And um, (laughs) I was still freezing. Um, I could sit in front of a um, space heater and still feel cold on the inside, but I'm sweating on the outside. Like my skin is warm, but I just can't physically feel warm. Mm -hmm. And then I'd wake up in the middle of the night drenched in sweat and have to change several times because I keep waking up drenched in sweat. Yeah. Um, super fatigued, could fall asleep at the drop of a hat, um, which normally is a big problem for me. <laughs> like That's- I can't sleep. Um
0: and, and changes to my un- menstrual
1: cycle. Hold on
0: one second. When- un- unrested, doesn't sleep twelve hours, wake up no, still tired. It doesn't right? matter. Right.
1: Well, like I'm sleeping twelve hours, but no.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, you have kids. So. I've got kids. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> um and um, what else? Uh, I've been losing weight on purpose. And then suddenly when all of these symptoms kind of started, I started gaining weight no matter what I was doing. Um, I have like water retention stuff. I have headaches. I have vision changes. Uh, my eyes went really dry. Um, gosh, there's been a whole bunch of them. Like them when all. I look at the list, it's one of those like, yep.
0: Yeah. Yep, now, do you have yep. other... Um- uh, medical issues that you thought were causing some of this stuff?
1: Yeah, I had really bad pregnancies with HG hyperemesis gravidarium and they were severe, um, like had a PEG tube, had, you know, organ failure and all that. And so when I came back from that, my body hasn't worked properly, um, and couldn't process any medications. And we didn't know that until I got scary side effects from the medications I used to take. Um, and so I ended up with all those like really scary side effects
0: Hyper that you
1: read wait, wait. on the side of,
0: <laughs> oh, like
1: you're going to take this antibiotic and it says, hey, you know, you could end up with like nerve damage and peripheral neuropathy one and tendinitis. F-
0: one in four billion people think they can fly on tracks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah which, That's uh, me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just <laughs> made up a word. Every
1: medication I take. Yeah. I just
0: made up a word I'm hoping isn't really a drug. Okay, um, <laughs> it
1: probably is.
0: Uh, hyper what?
1: Hyperemesis gravidarium? Whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa. I barely got through high school. Emesis?
1: Emesis. So it. like throwing I up.
0: I got, I got it. I got it.
1: Um so
0: Wait, and you had they, Did this happen with your first pregnancy? It did, and it got worse with each one. Do you love babies or sex or something? Why did you do it again? Um
1: they were all we wanted kids but we did not intend to have them when we did
0: oh megan <laughs> did you go to a couple weddings what happened
1: no my husband's um a pastor and um
0: hold on a second we had <laughs> go ahead
1: and so we had some you know stressful times and so we're not so get out on each other's so this is the fun stuff <laughs> oh okay
0: <laughs> you guys want to go on vacation or have sex well we can't afford yeah. vacation everyone to the bedroom yep. <laughs> gotcha oh my hey, gosh my 12 year old's gonna
1: listen to this and be mortified one day
0: <laughs> yeah your 12 year old's gonna be like oh my god my mom is was just banging all over the house there for a while until her hyper emesis, emesis gravidarium got wow you I well listen mad respect if you made three babies going through what says Severe nausea, vomiting, weight loss, possible dehydration, feeling faint may also occur. It is considered more severe than morning sickness. Symptoms often get better in the 20th week. Did that happen?
1: <laughs> Mine did not. <laughs> <It's> like, I, <laughs> um, I was throwing that. up approximately like 30 times a day. Um, oh. I couldn't keep down any food or any water. I couldn't even swallow my own spit. Um, and I lost more than 10% of my body weight in, gosh, I want to say it was less than less than six weeks.
0: Did you have any um, thyroid markers back then? Anything that you were aware of?
1: So looking back, I was mismanaged medically um,
0: yeah, you at think? the end of that.
1: And I ended up with um, uh, PTSD-induced medical trauma stuff from um, what went down in the hospital and um, how oh, I was treated. I was told it was all in my head, which really messed with me psychologically.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> um, so so, I'm so sorry. That's terrible.
1: It it is, but I'm I'm better now. We don't
0: we don't talk about it anymore. Not there. Oh, we're not okay.
1: well no, I can talk about it. Oh, just okay. I can't go to that medical system.
0: <laughs> hey, did you see did you see here on the Wikipedia, which I have no reason to doubt, it says other potential causes of the symptoms should be excluded, including UTIs and overactive thyroid.
1: Yep. So what happened afterwards is I had um, I went through about one year of having the most doing blood draws multiple times a week um, because my thyroid went crazy afterwards.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it went super high and then would crash and go super low and then go super high and then crash and go super low.
0: Hyper, hypo, hyper, hypo bounced around.
1: Yep. For about a year. Oh, and yeah. I was a hot mess, but I was also um, hating all medical stuff. So I wasn't willing to pursue anything beyond just making sure I wasn't going to die. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> So, um, they thought something was going on, and then it kind of leveled out. And um, by the time I got in to see a specialist, they were like, "I think, I think we're okay." And I was like, "Okay, don't want to push it. Um, if I don't have to deal with medical stuff, I'm not going to." Sure. Um, and then once Micah got diagnosed, um, I started. I had no choice but to be super involved in medical stuff. Um, and now I'm much more comfortable. Um, I listened to the thyroid series, um, which pushed me to talk to my doctor and pushed him to be like, they're like, oh no, but your levels are fine. I know it says you're high on this and you feel really crappy, but your levels are fine. And I'm like, but my levels are elevated compared to what they used to be. So maybe I'm just sensitive to it. And can we just treat the symptoms? And they were like, well, you can go talk to somebody else. So I'm doing that. That appointment's in two weeks. Oh,
0: uh, what lovely, what a lovely group of doctors.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm a complicated case, so I'm aware that they look at my medical file and go, Oh, <laughs> well,
0: well, to me though, that would make even more common sense to just say, well, you mean, why don't we just try the Synthroid for a couple of weeks and see what happens?
1: They think I might be allergic to it. So I, they know that I'm sensitive to hormones mm-hmm. um, because every time of the month, my I have similar symptoms to HD. I get really sick. Um, I get really tired. I get headaches. I get migraines. I get like it's it's just a really crappy couple of days.
0: Um, have you can, more
1: so than it used to be?
0: I'm wondering. I'm not suggesting. I'm wondering. Have you thought about maybe like losing the lady parts inside? Like
1: um, they did, but they said no to that because um, they were afraid what what hormone therapy would do. Because oh okay. Again, they're not sure if that would work or not. And if we remove it, then we're stuck having to figure it out instead of working with what we got.
0: You know, Megan, you're quite a catch. Pastor Bob is very lucky. Very, very lucky. I don't know his real name. It's not important. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This the episode I told by- him
1: that. I was like, I hope you love me. I'm really expensive. <laughs> I'm a cheap date, but I'm really expensive to be married to. <laughs> Expensive on. to have on your health insurance. Now there's two of us. <laughs> no
0: kidding. Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's um, it's horrifying. I mean, a lot of what you described about the thyroid symptoms. I mean, Arden is often very cold, and mm-hmm. and um, we just actually went back to managing slightly differently. It's too early for me to say whether or not it's it's having good effects or not. So I, I can't really say here. But we've uh, um. We had added a T3 supplement to her regimen, and we thought it was working really well. But then she started having this odd side effect that we attributed to the T3. Mm -hmm. Turns out it was probably the birth control pill. And Mm -hmm. so we went for months without it and then have just recently re-added Cytomil, which is T3. Um, We tried, um, what did we try? We tried Armor, the T3. I think it's Armor. Mm -hmm. Um, that didn't, I know what you're
1: talking about. Yeah, yeah,
0: that didn't help her. Uh, so we went back to the Cytomo, which we now see helped in the past, and her energy has returned. And now I'm, mm-hmm. I'm now I'm waiting to see if um, hopefully it balances out her body temperature because she's the same thing. She touches you, she like she's like I'm so cold, and she touches you, and she's warmer than you are. Yep. Yeah. So that's
1: what's been going on, and that's the thing that was most concerning to me is everything else I can attribute to other things. I mean, I'm tired. Well, I'm also getting older. I've got kids. Nah. Life is just exhausting. We just came through a pandemic. Like, you know, I could just be over it.
0: Um. Well, Megan, from my perspective with the experiences I've seen and had and talked about with other people, I'd say, I hope that you're not going to have a weird like reaction to it. You should try um, a replacement if that replacement helps, but doesn't help completely then then get somebody to help you with the T three the T three side of it too. I, I, I can't tell you that Arden Arden's energy returned in like four days on Cytomil.
1: I'm excited to just do something. Like I thought it was cancer for a while. So like I'm just really grateful it's not that. Right. So you know let's just let's let's figure this out. I just need a doctor who's willing to work with me.
0: Yeah. Okay. So um, hold on one second here. Just gotta find one. <laughs> and is that become problematic or, or have you been able to
1: um we live near a major metro near in rural terms we live an hour and a half away from <laughs> a major metro area um so i feel pretty confident we can find someone mm-hmm.
0: okay it's good. just
1: the process i'd like to just find them right away instead of having to i would i if- have to st- Start with a surgeon because that's what they're having me do first. And the surgeon I've already talked with on the phone who was like, yeah, I'm not the right person, but I will see you and we can refer you to the next person.
0: I would try to find, hmm, although they sometimes don't take insurance. I was going to say more of a an integrated integrative yep. like situation. They're usually more willing to try things on the fly. They work through email. Like there's like when Arden needs an adjustment, I don't go to an appointment. I send someone an email, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "This is happening. What do you think?" And the return email says, "I think we should lower it to six times a week instead of seven. Go ahead and do that. Okay, mm-hmm. it's over in five minutes. You know, uh, because that's the thing. That you would appreciate that many people wouldn't, which is the, 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 the span of time in between first you have a problem, then the problem impacts you enough that you actually look into it, then you look into it, inevitably someone doesn't help you, you've got to go find somebody else. Before you know it, it's nine months later, it's a year later, you're beaten down by the whole process. You're almost mm-hmm. accustomed to feeling terrible, and you start getting it in your head that no one's going to help. Mm-hmm. Right. And then that's very frustrating and off putting and makes it difficult to kind of soldier on. So, yeah. Yeah. I say, um, I say that uh, a month on T4 um, and you should feel much better. And if you don't, then you start looking at the T3 aspect of it. And you, I mean, I, I can't tell you the again, four days of cytomel and no more. Like, Arden was coming home from school, and if her head went over, she'd fall asleep. Like, she had to purposefully stay sitting up after school, Mm -hmm. or because if she laid down or laid back, she just fell right asleep. And she'd sleep for four or five hours in the afternoon, then wake up and be tired. Yep. And now, suddenly, everything's better, you know. So, anyway, um, good luck. And that, of course, (laughs) 15 minutes into it is not why you're here. Although, I would tell everybody to check out the um, Defining Thyroid series. It's helpful, right?
1: Um, I feel because I have, you know, that medical anxiety, that I feel better prepared to go and speak with a doctor and not take no for an answer. Good for you. Um, because that's been my concern is the doctor says no and I go, Oh, I really don't think so, but okay.
0: <laughs> well, I, I mean, we kind of skimmed over the, the point that <laughs> we kind of skimmed over the point that you're being treated like, well, you're really sick. It's a shame that's your life. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Look, yeah. Go live with it right like that yep. basically happening to you so
1: yeah i have a bald spot starting on the back of my head that hasn't been there. i have i used to have really thick hair and whatnot and all of a sudden it's really starting to fall out and um the doctor looks at me and goes oh yeah you do have a bald spot and then like that's a bummer
0: <laughs> how can somebody not see that and give you a thyroid replacement hormone it's terrible yeah you know so sorry. Oh my god. Uh episode 413, Thyroid Disease Explained is a comprehensive episode with the person who manages Arden's uh thyroid. So yep. check it out. All right. But you're here, Megan, because you feel like a control IQ ninja. But then tell me, tell everybody what you said. A lazy like, ninja. A lazy ninja? <laughs> hey, that's all right. Lazy control IQ ninja. Yeah. I think that's valuable. Tell everybody what you said right before we started recording, though. Arden gets her diabetes supplies from U.S. Med, and you can, too. Now, why would you want to do that? You're probably getting your supplies from somewhere already, but U.S. Med has uh, quite the bona fides. You know what that means? I can tell you if you want. I'll tell you at the end. For now, just know this. U.S. Med is the number one distributor for Freestyle Libre Systems nationwide. They are the number one distributor for Omnipod Dash. They are the number one fastest growing tandem distributor. They are the place where Arden gets her Omnipod supplies. They are the number one rated distributor in Dexcom customer satisfaction surveys. And I haven't taken the survey, but I am very satisfied with how they send Arden's Dexcoms to us. And they've served over 1 million diabetes customers since 1996. Is that not enough? I can give you more. An A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They accept Medicare nationwide and over 800 private insurers. U.S. Med carries everything from insulin pumps and diabetes testing supplies to the latest CGMs, like the Freestyle Libre 3 and the Dexcom G6. White glove treatment is what you're going to get at U.S. Med. Now, here's how you get started. You call 888-721-1514, or you go to a link on the line, online, is another way to say that, usmed.com forward slash juicebox. Either call the number, that's a special number for Juicebox podcast listeners, that is what you are, or you go to the link, special link for us too, and you get things a-moving. Next thing you know, your stuff's just showing up, and it's easy, because that's how US Med does things. They do it easy. They want you to have better service and better care, and so far, that's what I've found that I get from US Med. You can too, 888-721-1514, or go to usmed.com forward slash juice Oh, hell, I, I promise to tell you what bona fides means. Uh, bona fides, bona fides, bona fides, bona, like that, with an e. bona fides, spelled with an A, sounds like an A. A person's honesty and sincerity of intent, or documentary evidence showing a person's legitimacy or credentials. I guess maybe, do you need to be a person to have bona fides? You could be a company, couldn't you? All right. I don't know, we've gone too far down the rabbit hole. Uh, let me get you back to Megan. Oh, real quick! If you've never seen "Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou?" the movie, there's a great scene where George Clooney's kids tell him he's not bonafide. It's it's worth a it's worth your time.
1: I said I listened to um, Jeremy's um, podcast, the Control HQ Ninja one, and then I felt like a total imposter. I had a moment of panic, a long moment of panic. That, uh, well, maybe I should cancel my thing because that was, that was good. Like, that's probably better than what I could say. So
0: well, luckily, I don't want to
1: confuse anyone.
0: Okay. Luckily you have so little energy. You weren't able to email me.
1: I have anxiety. So I just didn't.
0: Oh, interesting. So <laughs> I well,
1: was like, you could just say no.
0: So you're anxiety. Okay. So you have, you have, uh, anxiety generally speaking throughout your life.
1: Um, no, that came from, um, my pregnancy issues with the doctor and whatnot, that I couldn't trust myself to make decisions for myself because I was constantly told that I was doing it to myself and that um, what I was feeling was wrong, what I was thinking was wrong, um, the actions I was taking were wrong and that the doctor knew better and I just needed to ignore myself and focus on some, have somebody else make all the decisions because I couldn't be trusted um, Great. and so that really messed with my head. Yeah. So like, I used to not be able to go into grocery stores because I didn't trust that I could buy the right things hmm. afterwards. Like I would have major issues and breakdowns in the store and flashbacks and all that stuff because I, you know, pasta was on sale and it wasn't on my list. Right. Um, and I, I'd buy it and then it's like, oh, that's too much. And you know, that whole would send me spiraling and it was really humbling. Um, yeah. But so for that reason, it still pops its head up in some situations, but I've always been a bit of a perfectionist who likes to do everything perfectly and right.
0: Mm. So, well, I, you know. <laughs> I have, I have a thought, but first, let me just say this, had it ever gotten to the point where someone actually had to help you out of a public place? Like, yes. I mean, so have you heard like, uh, there's a lady laying over top of the fresh cheese in aisle seven, please somebody go get her. It, like the
1: pharmacist at target got to know me really well. Cause I had a bench.
0: Hello. Oh, You come, so. you come in and have to sit. Oh, Megan, it's okay. Have a seat, honey. We'll get you some water. Yeah. About like that. I used to
1: like sit in the middle of an aisle and just be like, "I'm fine. I'm just I need to get through it."
0: Everything's fine. Everything's not fine. Someone help. Um, here's what I'm going to tell you. Don't be surprised if balancing your thyroid helps with your anxiety. That'd be great. Yeah, uh, but seriously, uh, I don't know if I've ever said this. I probably have. It's fine. We're like 700 episodes into it now, Megan. I don't think there's anything left to hide. Um <laughs> not that I was hiding anything to begin with, but um my wife uh as people have heard was couldn't find treatment just like you for like 7 years. And um and when she finally when we finally kind of badgered someone into giving her synthroid, um I told the doctor in the room, I'm like, "Listen, you're going to be saving her life." And he said uh well, this is not uh, life threatening. And I said, Oh, no, no, I'm going to kill her. I was like, I was, that, That's that you're saving. I have a hole dug in the backyard already to push her into because I can't take. She is not pleasant. Like it mm-hmm. was, it was like she was very short tempered and she'd fly off the handle about things. She didn't even know she was doing it. Like really, she mm-hmm. starts taking that synthroid and everything was just, Ooh, she's all good. As a matter of fact, <laughs> there's a lady that lives in the town I live in. There's no way she listens to this, so we're safe. Uh, She was well-known as maybe one of the most unpleasant people you have ever met in your life. And we used to bump into her a lot because of something with kids, and then years went by where we didn't, and then we bumped into her again years later. A completely different person. So much Mm -hmm. so that she was aware of it, apologized for how she may have been in the past, and then told us about how she's now medicated for her thyroid issue. So, you don't sound, um, nasty, but, or I are you? I hope not. Well, are you? No. No? You're not saying unreasonable things? I worked or? in
1: customer service a lot, so I have that whole thing. No, but how <laughs> does, like but, but I mean. We can filter it.
0: To Pastor Bob, though, not, not to other people. My wife wasn't unpleasant to strangers, <laughs> please.
1: No, I don't think so. I mean, I definitely have moments of being high strung. Um, when I get stressed, um, it's amplified. Okay. Um more so than it used to be, more so than it feels normal. Um, so I generally try to avoid being stressed if possible.
0: Okay. It's funny when people <laughs> So say- a lot
1: of it's avoidance, um, but um, well, I do, I quilt. When I get really stressed, I go and quilt. And that I stab things lots and lots of times <laughs> at high speeds. <laughs> that helps.
0: Oh, there's a joke in there about you and your husband. We're going to just go <laughs> right past- um, Going back to being on the podcast and talking about control IQ, Mm -hmm. um, when you said anxiety stopped you from like, so if you didn't have anxiety, do you think you would have canceled? No. Okay, good. Excellent.
1: I used to be much more, um, I'm amazing type personality.
0: (laughs) For you. Well, let's find that. Also, do you think that people find it incredibly distasteful to joke about the sex life of a pastor? Because I think they probably do. (laughs) I don't know he's just a guy right we're
1: we're we're people yeah um we have children um (laughs) i think for some people it's an uncomfortable topic um just because they like to think of their pastor one way and not as you know he's he's my husband um you know that sort of thing but the people around us tend to get it so
0: good excellent okay so how long has your uh 12 year old been on control iq
1: Um, We got it. I actually looked back because I know I had messaged you way back in the beginning um, when we first were diagnosed because I was super frustrated with our endos office Mm -hmm. um, because I just, I'm a control person. I'm a data person and I was frustrated at the pace at which they were moving was not as fast as I wanted to move. Um, And um, so we got our pump pretty much right at six months. Um, The endos office would not budge on that they required six months waiting
0: okay um, um so you've had it three and a half ish years
1: um yes uh, i believe so because we get a new one in yeah ha- that ha- sounds right three and a half years because we're right at like six months to go okay so
0: has it always been control iq or were you just using a tandem pump it or like even basal uh, IQ? it
1: was basal iq okay when we started
0: how long did you do basal iq for
1: uh, until the day, control IQ dropped.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> we got it right away that night.
0: So, so that doesn't sound like a ringing endorsement for basil IQ. So tell me just a little bit no. about, or or was it? How was it?
1: Um, I liked basil IQ. Um, I we did okay on it. Um, we actually did correction. We did well on it. Um, we were five point six ish. And so. I liked it, but we were still p- touching the pump a lot for corrections and things. Micah has this, we used to have this issue because he had, he went from lunch to recess to PE um, and how to dose for lunch. Cause he would eat school lunch, which is notoriously high carb. Um, and, you know, that whole trying to manage that and he would go outside and running with active insulin makes him drop, but mm-hmm. then he had like you know, he would have one class between recess and PE, and he would skyrocket during that. And then he would drop back down um, once PE started. And that was just always the bane of our existence um, all throughout stuff. And Control IQ fixed that. But Basil IQ did not. Hold on, my son is asking me if he can eat.
0: No, he cannot eat. We're making a podcast. This is unbelievable tell that kid. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Yes, prebulls. Megan, you think we should put the ad right here? Sure. Okay, then Pre-polis. we'll come we'll come back in 10 talk minutes. About it there we go. Long-time listeners will know I haven't put ads in two different places in years, but this just works so well. I couldn't I couldn't say no. I'm here to tell you about the Dexcom G6. And if you're using Control IQ, you already have the Dexcom. But if you're thinking about the Control IQ, or Omnipod 5, or just being able to see your blood sugars in real time, right on your iPhone or your Android device, or on your Dexcom receiver, well then, in fact, you might want to write this down. Dexcom.com forward slash Go to that link, learn more about Dexcom, Find out if you're eligible for a free 10-day supply of the Dexcom G6. A lot can happen at that link in just a few short minutes. The Dexcom G6 is going to give you customizable alerts and alarms, show your glucose readings right on your smart device, and offer you a world where zero finger sticks can be your norm. It's time for you to take the next step with Dexcom at Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Just go to the site. Scroll down a little bit, fill in a tiny bit of information, and you're on your way. Everything we do with insulin at this house is predicated on the information we get back from Arden's Dexcom G6. It helps us make great decisions. It helps us to feel safe. and It helps us to see Arden's blood sugar when she's not with us. You can do all of that as well. Dexcom.com forward slash If your glucose alerts and readings... From the G6, do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. Good job pausing so I can cut it right there. That was excellent, Megan. Very well done.
1: Yeah,
0: no (laughs) problem. I don't know if you did that on purpose, but if you did, (laughs) I really appreciate it. Um, Okay, so basal IQ, IQ, um, helpful but not wasn't able to overcome those kind of like real intense situations at school. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Okay. And we always had an issue and we, we still do, but we've managed it now with control IQ okay. um, with, as soon as he falls asleep, he would skyrocket. Um, and so I would be constantly going in there and having to touch, you know, go dig it out of his pocket and dose and then wait and then go back and dose. Um, and so I was hoping control IQ would really help with that. You know mm-hmm. It did a really good job with getting rid of pretty much the lows, but we were having some serious issues with the highs. Okay. Um, and it's not that we weren't doing well. It's that we were just touching the pump more than we wanted to.
0: Yeah. Hey, you know, it's, um, fu- it's funny. You just said something that has never occurred to me once. You said digging it out of his pocket. So when you have a tube pump, you have to sleep with it on your person. Yep. Oh, I never considered that once. Isn't that funny? I just, it, yeah yeah I it,
1: it, it's fun because before bed I memorize what pocket it's in <laughs> so that way when I, when I go in there I know what side he needs to be on so I can get it out
0: do you think you could go out into public and steal people's wallets with any kind of like certainty or you're not that slick
1: Probably like 75%. I
0: think we should try. I really think you should go out and (laughs) try today and report back.
1: It's got to be in their front pocket, though, in a jersey type shorts or pants. It's got to be pretty specific. All
0: right, Megan, we don't want you reaching down in people's front pockets out in public. But uh, when you you get arrested, just tell people, my thyroid is very unbalanced. This is not my (laughs) fault.
1: (laughs) I thought it was an insulin pump.
0: They made me call a surgeon first, or I might have the medicine by now. Um, A surgeon, by the way. What? Yeah. I don't want to go backwards, but that's Miss. Oh my God! Who told you to go to a surgeon for? All right, one second. Um, the
1: Who doctor cares? just thought maybe I just want it removed. Maybe because it- it's right on that border of size, oh. and I'm like, yeah, but I I think it's gonna go down if we manage it.
0: It hey, very well could. Is it? Is like- it coming up the goiters? You're not getting a goiter, right? This is. An yep, en-
1: I have one too. Oh,
0: oh, you have a goiter and an enlarged thyroid. Yep. Megan, you are painting a sexy picture. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Okay. Uh, Okay, so back to this. So you switched to Control IQ about how long ago? Just roughly.
1: Whenever Control IQ dropped. So that had to have been at least two years, I was going to say, is
0: that about two years now? Okay.
1: I think so. That feels about right. It dropped before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So talk about... So it's got to (laughs) be... I think that's been two years.
0: Or we, or has, has COVID been going on so long we're measuring stuff by it? Um, yeah,
1: that's kind of how we do it because yeah. I have no sense of time for that.
0: I have, so. I'll have. i tell you the one thing. You know how they talk about long COVID where some people lose their like smell forever or something like that? Mm-hmm. Here's something I've lost from COVID, being clear that I've never actually had COVID. But from the experience of COVID, I never know what fucking day it is, ever. Mm-hmm. I never, ever, ever know what day it is. Uh, and i I blame i blame the lockdown i really do like i i i don't even know if it matters now i'm not even sure if i should be upset by it i just don't i don't care i just just
1: wish everyone looks so much older i'm like how long ago was that was that three years ago no it was just like last year right
0: no kidding oh that's interesting okay all right so i'd like to ask you about when you switched from you know, basically Bazel IQ, which was just shutting off your basal if it thought he was mm-hmm. going to get low, right? Um yep. To Control IQ, which is an algorithm. And, you know, for everybody listening, Control IQ, uh, do-it-yourself loop, uh, Android APS is another do-it-yourself, right? Uh, Omnipod 5.0. Um, the thing that Medtronic's going to come out with next, all that stuff. They're all algorithms, but they're not the same algorithm. They're all proprietary in one way or another. I mean, do-it-yourself is not proprietary, but you know what I mean? They're different Mm -hmm. programs. They work different ways. They accomplish things differently. Um, If you're saying to yourself, I don't understand why that is, you probably don't understand patent law um, or why TiVo has a thirty-second skip, but your DVR <laughs> from other companies can't have it. It's because TiVo patented it before your other company thought about it. So you know, like there's, they can't just copy it. It's got to be. I, I'm. This is my guess. It has to be slightly different somehow. So all. I the, guess so. Yeah, and, and trust me, I don't know. I could have made that all up. Um, but what I'm saying is, is that none of them are are exactly the same. So you switch to control IQ. What's the first hurdle going into an algorithm for you?
1: Um, It was at least, gosh, I want to say six months before we started working with the algorithm. Um, I was still trying to manage the way that I always did and just hand over stuff to the pump instead. Mm -hmm. Um, But then we started getting crazy lows because I wasn't working with the algorithm. So what was happening was, the algorithm would do its 60% um, dosage correction thing because it it saw him starting to go high. And then I would go in and be like super aggressive and be like, hit it. This is, it's always a unit. Not knowing that it had done the 60% like 10 minutes earlier because my son's at school. So we're texting and whatnot. And I started to get really frustrated because our text conversations, instead of me just going manually dose one unit, mm-hmm. you know, basically overriding the pump that you're just going to do a one unit because I know that's what it needs. Instead, I was having to go, when was the last time the pump, you know, do you have insulin on board? Okay. What's it doing? What's the, you know, and having to go back and forth on that and really interrupt his day was bothering me.
0: Yeah.
1: But control IQ wasn't being aggressive enough.
0: As you were um,
1: in in my opinion at that time. So we ended up going to sleep mode 24 seven, which basically made it so I could still do all the high corrections, but it could, you know, everything was a little bit easier, Mm -hmm. but then we ran into problems um, when we would do, um, Mike is really sensitive to uh, exercise. So on days where he's really active, he needs drastically less insulin all across the board on days where he isn't really active. He needs a lot more insulin all across the board. I'm talking about basal swings from 10 to 17. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and it, it matters for a long time afterwards. Um, We tried exercise mode. That was a hot mess. Um, And we just kind of wrote it all off and just dealt with the fact that control IQ wasn't everything we wanted. Um, And started to look into loop. Um, And then I listened to Fox in the loop house and he was talking about um, ISF changes throughout the day instead of basal changes Mm -hmm. Um, and how it's not the basal that's changing. It was how you react with that insulin. You know, now the insulin is doing this much more instead of this and, and thinking about it that way. So I immediately scrapped all the settings and started over um, trying to see if managing it through ISF would work. Um, and that got us dramatically better results, yeah. um, but we were still in sleep mode 24 seven. And then he was going to go to diabetes camp and they're like, he can't be in sleep mode. I was like, well,
0: shoot. Well, okay. So first of all, I don't understand why they care how you're achieving your success. And secondly, how did it feel when you heard Jeremy say like sleep mode all the time? I don't do that <laughs> for you. Like,
1: um, well, I agree with that now. Okay. But back then I would have been highly offended. I-, <laughs> um, I was one of the people on posts where people are like, what do you do? And I'm like, sleep mode 24 seven, the way to do it. It's the only way the algorithm works. It and people would works. comment below me and be like, you just don't understand the algorithm. And I was like, Pfft. <laughs> this woman doesn't know what she's talking about.
0: <laughs> Turns out who didn't know. Clearly
1: that? you don't understand.
0: <laughs> hey, you and, know, what's interesting is that um, you are going to hear this in the, on this podcast for years to come settings. It's all settings. It's settings, well, whether you're doing it manually, whether you're doing it with needles or whether you're doing it with one of these algorithms, if your settings are wrong, it's just not going to work well, you know? Yep. Yeah. But figuring so, out those settings is the, yeah, yeah is the top was,
1: part. it's a lot easier now. Um, I'm a big data person. So I, I have Excel spreadsheets. I plotted everything. I tracked everything. I've done that since the very beginning, um, trying to find patterns, trying to find this. And it was such a mental burden, but at the same time, it's, it's something I do like it's my personality. So it's not as big of a burden as some people would think it is. Mm-hmm. Um But because I needed to figure out control IQ the regular way for camp to not have to go through all this whole thing. um, I just, we sat down and we just dedicated ourselves to figuring it out. Um, We had a higher A1C and it was like 5.9 while we were figuring it out. Um, But since then it's dropped back down and I will probably not go back to sleep 24 seven ever again, because this is so much nicer. Um, we touch the pump so much less. There are days where all we do is bolus for food. Um, you know, when something does go wrong, we know how to work with the algorithm instead of against it. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it feels much more like the pump is helping instead of just being that annoying little kid, like I'm helping. No, no, you're not. (laughs) Stop it. Um, I can, as long as it's a steady rise going up, I know that I, my high alarms are set for 160. um, Because I know that the pump can handle anything under that, you know, our settings are good enough that it adjusts. And on days where it's off, I I know why it's off and we do a full settings change and I know what it needs to go to generally. Mm -hmm. Um, like yesterday, yesterday, was that just yesterday? Yeah. Um, we were having issues where all of a sudden he was going into the three hundreds, just skyrocketing after everything. And it was like, okay. okay, obviously the settings that were nailed in, you know, two days ago are, are no longer, Right. And what? so we went back to another one and you know, we don't make those really small changes that Jeremy does. Mm-hmm. Um, I at least change by 0.5 each time okay. um, because Mike is so sensitive. I know that that's what we need. Um, we went from 15 units of basil to 17.6 um, and, you know, carb ratios went from nine to 5.5 Um because I know that's what it, it needed and today we have a nice a nice line assuming you know his granola bar he just decided to eat doesn't mess it up but we've been in range since we made those setting changes last night
0: that's all ballsy moves that's really well done good for you that's excellent I just had uh uh we just switched I know poor Arden's been on like 33 different kinds of birth control pills in a year and a half but um she just went back to one that we thought was Working and it's not important anyway there's a switch that was made and about f- six days ago she started having lows and, mm-hmm. and i moved her basal by 0.1 and her um insulin sensitivity by by one number so i made her I, I took her insulin sensitivity maybe it was two maybe i moved it from like 41 to 43 and mm-hmm. her basal from 1.2 to 1.1 during the day it worked great for three days And then, zoom, it came back around, and suddenly I couldn't get her blood sugar below 190. Mm -hmm. And then all I did was put the 0.1 back in the basal and move the insulin sensitivity back to 41. Her blood sugar went right back. It's crazy how, like, Mm -hmm. how, 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 because that's not something people would think of. I think that most people hear that and go 1.2 to 1.1. That's meaningless or 41 to 43, these seem like small adjustments, but mm-hmm. um, they're just, they're just so important. You, you know, it's, um, and I listen, I don't adjust things as frequently as Jeremy does either. He's, he's incredibly good at it. And, you know, I mean, it's amazing. I'm going to have him back on again to talk about it more, but I, I mean, it's, it's more, t- you used to phrase earlier, like touching the pump. That's mm-hmm. more, that's more touching the pump than I'm, I might be, able to do i guess
1: well see we make those changes when he's in the shower so like when the pump is charging so technically it doesn't count as touching the pump to me because he's not there because you're not bo- because so you're to not him it's not him. in his yeah okay. um and we used to have to make settings changes multiple times a week um i was constantly chasing his insulin sensitivity i didn't know it at the time but that's what i was doing. Um, and so we heavily rely on exercise mode. Um, exercise mode is kind of our, um, what is it? Ace in the hole or pocket or whatever, whatever. It's our ace up the sleeve. There we go. <laughs> um, it is, it is one of the things we probably that has changed us the most okay. is using exercise mode, um, I'm not sure we fully use it as intended, but it works for us. Mm -hmm. I know you're supposed to do it when you know hours ahead of time, um, which the only time we do that is he has double PE on Mondays um, or he has two PEs right in a row. So it's always at the same time. I know it. He knows it. So when he leaves for school in the morning, we switch to exercise mode so that way he doesn't have to eat as much Um, because his insulin sensitivity, he goes from super sensitive or no, super resistant in the morning. And then somewhere around 1030, 11 o'clock, he becomes super sensitive to insulin. Like he's been up and moving around for the day. He's hydrated, he's moving around. And all of a sudden around that time, a couple hours after he wakes up, he becomes really insulin sensitive. And so the problem we were having is how do you dose him in the morning when he's resistant? And not skyrocket the blood sugar, but not crash a couple hours later when he's now sensitive. And now that little bit of tail end of insulin that's left is now going to go further. Mm-hmm. Um, and that insulin sensitivity catches it. So we'll go from 60 insulin sensitivity. And I think at like 10, 30 or 11, I have like 130 um, to account for if he's going low, it's going to catch it. Um, but we generally don't have a problem with highs, so I'm not going to worry about it trying to correct anything right then and there. Um, and then it drops back down into the nineties in the afternoon Wow! and kind of stays there until bedtime when we drop it again. Cause the, the problem we have is using the sensitivities. What we're able to do is, um, account for times when he's going to go low. So it catches it. Yes. But also not be so aggressive because if we increase the basal, he's going to go low when he doesn't need it. Cause he doesn't always need that much basil. But if we tell the algorithm sometimes he's going to go low and here's what it's going to take to catch it, but otherwise this basil's on point.
0: That then works.
1: Then it works. Um, we don't have to do a bunch of basal rates. We just have a bunch of insulin sensitivities telling it, okay, right now it's going to go further right now. It's not going to right now. It is right now. It's not, um, you
0: change the algorithms understanding of the impacts of the insulin. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, there's some bedtimes where he will go crazy high and somewhere he won't. Well, that's fine. We'll just have the basal where it needs to be when he's fine Mm -hmm. and then drop that insulin sensitivity or raise it, tighten it. There we go. To like 45. So that way we know if he's starting to rise, we've got to hit it hard. So we're telling it, if you see that rise, you need to adjust it really hard at that point. Yeah. But otherwise, if he's fine, it's not really caring what that insulin sensitivity is doing if you have a good blood sugar.
0: I see what you're saying. I use uh, insulin sensitivity to stop Arden from getting low overnight because Mm -hmm. sometimes she'll try to get – a little low around three, four o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. once in a while, um, and she has a less aggressive it, insulin sensitivity at that time of night that takes care of it. Yep. Um, it just and so
1: we manage a lot through that.
0: It's excellent. It really is. I I can't tell you how um exciting it is to hear someone just talking about this stuff on this level. like and, and I'm wondering how you got to it. Like, what is it? Like, what was what was it about your journey that led you to understanding this? Where did you get that information um, from?
1: I have always felt that there is something like I always felt there was this like something that I was just always missing. Um, and so that has led me, I like to understand all aspects and all facets of a problem. Um, so I started listening to Juicebox box podcast the day of diagnosis. It was somehow in our welcome packet. Um, and that was before the pro tip series. So, um, I remember listening to it and it would be a completely foreign language and just was like, I just got to push through and just we'll figure it out as we go. And then um ordered to think like a pancreas and sugar surfing. And I think I started off with a good level of information. Our endos office for as frustrated as I was with them in the beginning did a really good job mm-hmm. of um, setting us up for success. I now understand that their job is to make sure that nobody dies and that everyone feels supported. And in those early days, you are going through it with such a large group of people in some of these larger practices mm-hmm. that they've got to teach to the common denominator. And they can't they can't allow me to do certain things without putting somebody else in that same class at risk, um, you know, because that person just isn't at a place for that. Can I ask um, you,
0: do you feel like, do you think that you can feel that way because you dug yourself out of the hole? Like what if you were still down in the hole? Wouldn't you think differently about how they managed you?
1: Um, no, because they were, they were still presenting good information, just not as fast as I wanted it. I see. Um, and I remember other people in our class struggling with some of the same concepts where it was like, got it done next thing. Mm-hmm. Like I had that a week ago, um, mm. and you know, I I know why they needed to go slower. I was just really frustrated. It took a lot of convincing me on their part. Like I would call them when you're supposed to call, and um, they'll give you your numbers. Like you read your blood sugar numbers, and then they tell you what changes to make. Oh, okay. Um, I use that time as practice. And so I would come up with, I think, all the changes that need to be made, and then I would call in the numbers and say, before you say anything, here's what I think, and here's why. What do you think? You know? And, and they, they would be like, yeah, that sounds good.
0: See, I may I say something? Not that, obviously, just a side note for a second. I see that as a slight negotiation. And I mm-hmm. think that sometimes, not in your specific situation, but I, I used to do that. I used to... um give my opinion before getting the other person's opinion. And then I started realizing that my opinion was impacting their opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, I, it doesn't sound like it happened there for you, but um, I'm just always careful about that. Like You, you can call, you can involve somebody in a thing and then put them in your mindset, and then you don't get the benefit of what they were going to say had, mm-hmm. you, had you not spoken first. Anyway.
1: Well, we had let them talk first, but what was happening is when I would say um, – okay, but here's what they were like, oh yeah, that's because you heard what I said. Like you clearly still need our opinion because that's where this is coming from. And so it was the, can we, can I just tell you how I came up with my numbers right? and and why? And then we can have a discussion as to where the flaws are in my thinking, why you think, you know, this number that you came up with is better, you know, help me understand. And they were very willing to do that. That's
0: terrific. Well, um, can I ask just generally what part of the country you're in?
1: Um, yeah, I we attend in Omaha. So we're in really rural Western Iowa.
0: And you and there was something in your welcome packet about the podcast.
1: Yeah, we got like a JDRF, like the blue backpack thing, and somebody else had put other stuff in there, um, like some local parent or whatever, and there was a list of resources and think like a pancreas was on there, juice box podcast was on there, and there were a couple others of like just things you might be interested in. Um, That's my cool. husband is visually impaired. And so, um, he stayed with my son in the hospital in Omaha and I was the one who was driving back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, um, you know, to take care of our kids. And then when they would go to school, I would drive to Omaha for education and then stay there all day and then come back. Um, and so during those drives, I was listening to Juicebox podcast.
0: Wow. That's very cool. I, you know, I'm unaware of what, you know, but it's not like somebody calls me and says, "Hey, we're going to put your name on a thing." Like, I, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. About. That's very cool. Um,
1: well, and I'm not sure how many people actually. I'm one of those people that reads everything, so <laughs> I don't know how many people have actually read that, and known that that was there. But it was one of those. No, I'll take whatever help I can get. Yeah. I am out of my element here.
0: Good for you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's obvious that you're you're in. You know, how do I want to say this? I, after I speak to somebody privately. I can usually tell if they're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And, and most of the time, it's more about their desire to be okay um, and to meet things head on, I guess,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: and, and to do whatever work is coming their way than it is about anything else. Like, like I think I, I really do have a very childish expectation that you get what you expect most of the time. Mm-hmm. So,
1: Well, I remember in the very beginning, our endo- the first indication they had that we were different um, was we got in trouble for poking too much um, finger poking. Cause we oh. didn't have the Dexcom at first. We were having issues with our insurance covering it and it was a whole thing. Um, and um, so we weren't on Dexcom, but you know, Micah was going to school and I was like, okay, well he needs to poke when he, you know, before breakfast, like half an hour after breakfast, so I can see what's happening. Is it, is it going low? Is it going high? Did we miss? Um, and then before PE, after PE, before lunch by like a little bit. So that way I can see if we need to pre-bull us or not. And then actually before, right after lunch, before he goes out to play, when he comes back, when he, and they're like, that's mm-hmm. a lot. And I was like, but I need in order to manage properly, that's the information that I, I need.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and that's why we want the Dexcom. And then I got the Dexcom and that, was overwhelming at first
0: interesting because it was
1: almost too much information.
0: Right, you um, got what you asked for, huh? Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but that was a game changer was having all that information.
0: We, we um, would test 11, 10, 11, 12, 13 times a day when Arden was yep. little. And I learned later after seeing Dexcom, I actually did this with an adult through the the Facebook group. She didn't have a CGM yet. and She was trying to keep up with what we were talking about. So she made a plot and just mm-hmm. kept test, testing herself. You know, I'm I'm making dots in front of me now, testing herself, testing herself, testing herself, and then she'd come by later and then connect the dots, and mm-hmm. it, and it would within reason give her a Dexcom graph, not a great one, obviously, but it gave her the uh, the be- a better idea by just by connecting the dots.
1: We used to, well, we still do. Um, we used Tidepool,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and so we would upload our pump, not our pump data, our um, CGM, not CGM, meter. There we go. Going to get the right word. Um, our meters into there from the school and from home in order to get the graph and whatnot um, before we had Dexcom. And actually we still do it now because you can overlay the Dexcom with the finger graphs. And so it kind of, when we have compression issues or like we have bad a bad sensor that just calibration and won't hold and whatnot, um, we can still see what the numbers were actually doing overlaid yeah. on the dexcom graph
0: that's a great idea when you talked about a meter were you talking about the contour meter available no the, oh, okay that's but, what we
1: got sent home with oh you, um, you
0: did in fact Megan, but, get, get sent home with the contour next one blood glucose meter <laughs> yes we did and i
1: really liked it and then um they You're, came back and said oh whoops your insurance doesn't cover that you got to go with this other one
0: oh, um sucks, and Megan. we
1: are on a high deductible plan yeah um so we make it work with what we got gotcha
0: um well allow me just to say that that sucks but i do wish that you were able to go to contournext.com forward slash juice box and get that meter <laughs> um that, actually the calling. thing that
1: i loved the most about it um was the size yeah it was much much smaller and the ability to do um to to try again
0: the second chance test trips yes it? yeah <laughs> yes that, great. Um, they? that
1: was a huge adjustment um not to have and it still is super frustrating at times when you have to throw a, a strip away because you get an error for not enough yeah. blood well, um, i am really
0: sorry that that was your experience because it's possible that the test strips could cost less than cash than they do through your insurance for other meters in
1: yeah but because we're high deductible we need everything to go through because we hit that deductible every year so for us it makes more sense um and that was one area where I differ from jeremy um I don't care about the numbers being super accurate as much as the trends um that's one thing that makes us really lazy if it's close enough it's close enough and we just
0: work with it so what you're saying is whether a blood sugar is really 110 or 115 or 120 you don't care it's, it's, i don't care yeah it's right it's I, i'll tell you that was a thing so it's it's weird because there's You know, there's before and after, right? There's before Mm -hmm. CGMs and after CGMs in my mind of managing insulin. And before CGMs, I had to give over to that idea. Like, one day I was just like, it can't matter. It can't matter if she's really 80 or 90. It Mm -hmm. It can't matter if she's 150 or 140. I just have to treat 80 and 90 and 70 and 100 as good And 140 and 150 and 180 is not good, and 200 Mm -hmm. and 210 is bad. Like, you know, whatever, however, I was thinking about it, like simply in my head, right? And then, Mm -hmm. and move things in the direction that that indicated to me. Uh, Because, because meters were not as good. But I'm joking aside, that contour next one meter is legit accurate. And Mm -hmm. the meters that I've had prior were not. And so I didn't know what was going on. And there was no CGMs and no. God knows, like you you, you you didn't really know what your blood sugar was. I, re, I had that thought day four in the hospital when they brought out this, you know, this big thing to test Arden's blood sugar with. And I said, are we getting one of those? And the nurse laughed and she goes, no, this thing's like $10,000. You're getting mm-hmm. this. And she handed me that old like gumdrop looking freestyle light meter or whatever it was. I forget exactly mm-hmm. what it was. So she tests Arden's blood sugar with the $10,000 meter. I test Arden's blood sugar with the freestyle meter. The tests are like 60 points different. And I go, well, how am I supposed to make a decision? She goes, just use that one. And I'm like, mm-hmm. but you just told me this one's accurate and it's 60 points lower. And and she was like, yeah, I mean, this is the one you're getting. <laughs> so yep. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs>
1: yeah, so we, we kind of just roll with it. It's yeah. kind of a general, is he going higher? Is he lower? What are we working with? And mm-hmm. just making sure that the algorithm is taking care of it. Um, And if it's not, we usually tweak ISF before we tweak Bazel. I'm not too worried if Bazel is on point more so than ISF. Um, And every so often I'll upload our information into um, T-Connect. And I look at the logbook report, um, which gives you the average Bazel delivered per hour. And I have an Excel spreadsheet. I input all those numbers. I average it out to kind of what it works out to be. And that's my new basil give or take how i feel
0: wouldn't it it be crazy if you started taking thyroid medication your anxiety went away and you weren't able to pay as close attention to blood sugars
1: i actually um i'm pretty chill when it comes to blood sugar
0: really now
1: um comparatively having control iq nailed down there'll be whole days where i'll go oh shoot i never looked is he like is my phone okay like did, did I miss something? And it's like, Oh no, I get, Nope, we were good. And we've had a lot more days like that than not. Um, Especially we were having issues with the cannula um, and we switched over to the true steel sites and Mm -hmm. that has been worlds better. I'm excited to see what our A1C does because we're not dealing with failed sites anymore Right? because we were getting multiple failed sites a week week. and we'd catch them and we were able to hit them hard. And you know what, Manage it really well because of the pump, but it was still higher blood sugars than we would have liked.
0: Yeah. Wow, well, that's really. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm genuinely gen. Jesus, oh my God, Megan, I got to record twice today, and I got to go get a COVID test for my pre-op for my knee surgery. I'm start, mm-hmm. I'm starting to feel the pressure as I, <laughs> as I can't find the words I'm looking for. Um, but I am genuinely excited about the success you're having. It, it's really, it's really. I mean, just it's heartwarming to hear how well you've done with all this. Uh, you know, especially while you're dealing with other stuff personally, that you were mm-hmm. still you're still able to get to all this. What do you think the um? I don't usually ask questions like this, but I'm going to. What What do you think the secret is to getting through all this and kind of coming out the other side?
1: Knowing what's good enough. Um, I was convinced the entire time. For well a long time that if I just got the numbers perfect, if I just figured out, you know, I, I got the data just right, that everything would be okay. Um, and it turns out just knowing the numbers isn't enough. You know, a lot of it is just guessing, um, and going with instinct, what feels like a good number, what doesn't, you know, the numbers will get you close. Um, but you know, your, your kid or yourself best. Um, you know, there are days when it's one twenty at night, and, you know, I'd like it lower, but like I haven't slept in a few days and you know what, 120 is good enough. Um, I'm just, I'm just going to leave it. It's fine. <laughs> Sleep is important, you know, or he's in a test. It's okay. If he runs a little bit higher for the test, you know, yeah. he'd rather just not be interrupted. And that's, that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. taking a longer term approach to every day isn't a test. Yeah. Um, but. You know, I look at when Jeremy was talking and I went and looked at those same reports. We had the exact same um, results he was. Um, and I was like, OK, I guess what we're working doing is working. Yeah. Um, we'll
0: see. That's the other part of it is that you, got, you have to find what works for you. Mm-hmm. you, you know, and listen, your situation could change. I mean, your kids 12 uh, would, are the hormones here yet. Yeah. Right. How long, sure ago did that, how long ago did that start?
1: A uh, couple months ago.
0: Did things change when that happened?
1: Yes, um, drastically. Um, our ISFs tightened. We used to be like one to ten for breakfast. We are now one to five point five, and still, that's on days where uh, he's active. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so your carb um,
0: your carb ratio. Yep.
1: Okay. And we will. Basil's used to be pretty steady around ten. And when he would exercise and whatnot, it would drop down. And we're now at 17, 18 with corrections still and whatnot. What's he weigh? Uh, 85, <laughs> 90. I don't know. He's growing like a weed mm-hmm. and eating everything.
0: Hold on one second.
1: <laughs> so I don't know anymore.
0: Interesting. What's his basil right now?
1: Um, 17. I think it's 18 right now 18. for today. And it's still, it's probably increasing it. So I'll have to look at it.
0: Yeah, at, at the general uh, theoretical point, one per ten pounds. That that at eighty pounds, it brings you like nineteen ish pounds, you know, like, like nineteen, eighteen, nineteen units. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before, how how? So just six months ago, you were getting away with ten units of basil a day versus eighteen now. Yep. Yeah, and ten th- divided by twenty four is point four an hour. And are you, are you more like 0.8 an hour now? Where are you?
1: Um, we are at, this is going to sound weird. We're at 0.65 okay. for most of the day because he has PE and he does spontaneous play and all that other stuff. That, mm-hmm. that is our conservative number. And then our ISF um, will adjust it as needed. So that's kind of the midpoint between days when he's really active and days when he's not
0: so you have um, you have a lower basal but a more aggressive insulin sensitivity factor
1: um generally yes and then we kind of fudge it around um but 0.65 tends to be where he is he'll go sometimes um his evening basal is 1.2
0: um that's okay. his overnight mm-hmm. wow um and so, does, the insulin, does the insulin sensitivity then get weaker overnight?
1: Um, it is at 45, around 8. And then at 10, it drops or it raises whatever to 70. And then at 1 o'clock, it goes to 130 wow. to account for any. That is, I'm pretty sure, because we're really aggressive and that – other part of night that basically that's to catch it in case we were too aggressive Mm -hmm. um and then he has um he doesn't really have much dawn phenomenon but he does have feet on the floor um i can see on his graph the exact moment he woke up and got out of bed
0: yeah you described it earlier without actually calling it that yep yeah
1: so it'll it'll just rise like crazy
0: Do you think it would be cool if I called this episode Lazy Control IQ Ninja? That's fine. (laughs) I don't think, Um, by the way, I don't think you're lazy. I just think you found what works for you.
1: Yeah. I did want to touch on exercise mode because I mentioned it before how we use it. Um, Besides PE, we also use it. Micah, on days when he's active, will stay sensitive for hours later. Mm -hmm. So we keep it going during that time to prevent those lows that happen you know, four or five hours later after, you know, swimming or after running or whatever, you know, those lows that come later. Um, we'll leave exercise mode on that. And then um, our endo had a great suggestion that we have started using, um, which is on days where the he just goes low for no reason, you know, we just, we can't seem to get him up. We will switch it to exercise mode while we figure it out. Um, and that, has saved us so many times from having to do full setting changes and whatever. We just have that one random day where they're just low or their pancreas seems to be working. Um, exercise mode fixes that for us.
0: Nice.
1: You know, not treating it as exercise mode, but going like, no, what's 140, what you the algorithm thinks is 140 is actually 110 for us in reality for however his body is reacting to this insulin. So It's not that it's targeting more. It's just that we're telling it, hey, back off Um, and using it as a way to do that instead of actually thinking of it as exercise.
0: Yeah, interesting. I mean, there's I kind of think of it as impacts, right? Like so the Mm -hmm. the exercise has an impact for him that, you know, results in lower blood sugars. So if if the impact is lower blood sugars, but it's not from exercise, who cares, if, yep. you know, if the settings on the pump help for exercise, they very well may help for other reasons why blood sugars would fall, even though they're mm-hmm. un- unknown to you at the moment. Yep. Yeah, it's great. I mean, calling it exercise mode is reasonable, but, I mean, they could call it like, hey, you're going to get low mode. and
1: We treat yeah. it as a low temp basal mode, like a reduced temp basal yeah. mode okay. is what we treat it as.
0: Smart. That's great. Is there anything we haven't talked about that we should have?
1: Um, I don't think so are that you? was pretty much it
0: do you still feel nervous about this or are you okay with what you said no
1: i'm an extrovert i feel comfortable once i start talking
0: oh, oh i know that you were hard to shut up a couple of times
1: yeah sorry <laughs> okay. it's okay
0: i i'm very happy when people are are excited to talk um that's excellent i just want to make sure we don't miss anything and i don't want to like i know this is a little shorter of an episode than maybe you were expecting but i literally have to get in the no, shower get out of the shower and record again no um, you're fine yeah, yeah. um Now everyone knows I'm showering in the middle of the day, although they didn't know it was the middle of the day until I just said it. So now now I feel silly for mentioning any of this. Um, I want to just say one more time, I'm incredibly impressed with what you've figured out. And so many people that have come that come on here have figured out I'm, I'm really grateful that you come on here and share it with other people as well. I do think these are the conversations that will lead to others finding their what works. Uh, and I I think that's, what's most important, not that there's rules and we have to follow them. And if you don't follow them, then you're not going to succeed. I think there's a way for everyone to, um, get the health they're looking for.
1: Oh, real quick. Go ahead. The other difference between Jeremy and the way we manage is we do pre-bolus.
0: Yeah. Um, We have
1: to, with the way we manage, um, because for us, we have it set up. So that way, you know, even if it suspends when we're in that pre-bolus, um, I know that it's going. It increases the basal on as soon as he starts to rise again. So it increases to cover that mixed bit. Um, so we're not concerned with that, um, with the way that our numbers are input in there.
0: Hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. I if listen, that makes sense. So I it
1: suspends a bit, but then as it starts to see that rise, it adds that insulin back in.
0: I was incredibly impressed when he said that because I don't know how to I don't know how to manage food without prebolusing. So I
1: mean, there are times we don't. You know, sometimes we'll treat a dropping blood sugar as oh, pre-bolus sure. so, or we'll add some extra because I know he's going to want to eat right away
0: Yeah, we're pizza because that's my son's preference. Right. We're pizza or stuff like that. I don't care if you pre-bolus before you start eating, but I don't even think mm-hmm. about, it's funny. I don't think so much about pre-bolusing. Here's a deeper look into my mind. I don't think so much about pre-bolusing about its um, connection to when you start eating. I think about it as with the connection to when the food starts impacting. Yep yeah you know. yeah so
1: we do cereal once a week um his current kick is Reese's puffs um you know it's been lucky charms or whatever mm-hmm. and um that definitely needs that needs a 25 minute pre-polis you
0: but know you we would al- not you almost have to be falling when he starts to eat it
1: um yeah sometimes if he's falling too quickly we will have him take up he eats a banana too mm-hmm. you know we do all the foods that are scary in the morning <laughs> <laughs> he eats chocolate chip ego waffles and bananas and regular
0: yogurt you live in iowa you're nowhere near an ocean you don't know how to live you're, i mean you're you're a it's
1: what he wants it's what he ate pre-diagnosis we just decided we'd sit down and figure it out
0: i understand have you ever had a good piece of fish or you wouldn't even know right
1: i grew up in southern california oh you so, fine yes then. okay all right. yeah
0: you, how do you make it to iowa from southern you follow that boy there yeah i did megan i love him so. I, know, I, I can tell um all right well i really appreciate you doing this thank you so much First, let's thank Megan for coming on the show, being so honest, and sharing her lazy ninja perspective with us. And of course, we want to thank Dexcom, makers of the Dexcom G6, and remind you to go to dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. The podcast, of course, was also sponsored today by US Med. Head to usmed.com forward slash juicebox or call 888 721 1514. And don't forget to go to t1dexchange.org forward slash juice and take that survey. I'd like to thank you for listening today. And um, if you hold on one second, I'll give you the, the uh, episode number of the Control IQ Ninja episode, which people uniformly seem to love. Episode 662 titled Control IQ Ninja. Jeremy is a tandem. Control IQ Ninja is the description. Jeremy's the father of a boy who has type 1 diabetes, and I was incredibly impressed with his knowledge of Control IQ. It's well worth your time. Uh, That's pretty much it. Um, Check out the Facebook group, Juicebox Podcast Type 1 Diabetes. I'm on Instagram if you care. Uh, Holidays are coming up. I appreciate that you continue to listen and download the show. I hope you have a happy holiday, a merry whatever a happy this and that. Whatever you do. You know what I mean? I uh, will be back soon. And by soon, I mean tomorrow with another episode of the juice box podcast. There's no holiday here, baby. We make a podcast here. All right. Every day one's supposed to come. One comes quality, 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 nonstop. Doesn't stop. Doesn't stop. Here it comes again. I'm feverish a little bit from the illness. So let me just apologize and, and bow out of this.